Christmas cake. Oh. by now this morning we are beginning our Christmas series and I don't know if you can tell but I am excited Christmas will look a little bit different this year and you might be someone who gets super excited for Christmas or you might be someone who thinks that it's overrated um, but we are going to be starting this series called unwrapping Advent now if you've been a Christian a long time like me you might be thinking I know the Christmas story quite well, it's, you know, it's a well-known story, everyone knows what's happened, and that's kind of what we think of it as, just a story. But what we're going to do in this series is each week we're going to be looking at what happened through the perspective of a different person, and today we are going to be looking at Mary. story is not just a nice story but it actually has something to say for my life and your life today. So we are gonna take a closer look. Now I wanna ask you, I don't know if I can be serious wearing this and this, but I think I'm gonna try. What is the riskiest thing you could ever do? Write it in the chat, like what's the riskiest thing you could ever think of? Maybe somebody has already asked you to do something and like, you've done already the most risky thing you could ever think of in your life. I wanna know in the chat. Maybe you're someone who avoids risk and stays away from it, or maybe you're someone who loves it and runs towards risk. I might be wrong, but I have a feeling that Malachi um, follows in his dad's footsteps and is quite a natural born risk taker, likes to kind of live life on the edge. From what I've seen of you, Malachi, you seem to just, enjoy throwing yourself out there so let us know in the chat box what is the riskiest thing you could ever do on google the definition of risk is a situation involving exposure to danger now we see risk all the time like it's on TV, maybe in like I'm thinking of game shows like who wants to be a millionaire or the cube shows where you um, you do something to win money and then you risk the money you've won by trying to win more. You play another game to try and win more but you're risking losing everything you've got. Also we see risk on the news when um, somebody risks their life to save someone else. Maybe they've rushed into a burning building to save someone from dying or they've um, save somebody from drowning at the risk of their own life or somebody who's risked their reputation by standing up for somebody. We see risks like this all the time. If you're like me, oh I'm stepping on my cape, if you're like me and you like roller coasters then every time you go on a roller coaster you are risking your safety and risking your life trusting the machinery and the people who have made the machine and who operate the machine to, pr to protect your life and you're risking all of that for the sake of fun, for the sake of that um, adrenaline, that kind of rush. Now some people who really like that 
um, that speed and stuff, take this risk even further and drive in a dangerous way. Um, and that is a risk that personally I would not recommend to you even if you love um, speed and stuff like that because, well, I know somebody who's died in a car accident from driving too fast and so in my opinion that is a risk I wouldn't advise anyone to take. But this is the thing with risk, we're having to weigh up, is it worth it? Is the possible benefit, the outcome, worth the danger that could potentially happen? On a smaller scale, we encounter risk all the time in our lives. When we make any decision, we're risking what people might think of us. Or um, maybe in a friendship, you know, if you, if you have to call someone out on something or your friend is making a decision that you don't think is a wise one, you might want to discuss that with them but you're risking the friendship or um, their reaction because you don't know how it's going to go. You might be thinking that Christians are boring. Christians play it safe. People who who don't take risks, who um, I've heard it said that Christianity is a book full of rules and it's a boring life and people don't do anything fun. Now, I actually want to suggest to you this morning that being a follower of Jesus is a risk, that living a life surrendered to God is the riskiest thing anyone could ask you to do. We're going to look at our Bibles. So if you have a Bible or a device, let's turn to or search um, the book of Luke chapter 1 verses 26 to 38. So grab that now. Okay. Let's read that together. So it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. You see, we hear these words often. We hear them potentially every year. And it might be something that you just think, oh, yeah, yeah, I know all about that. Of course, you know, the angel came to Mary. She was a virgin. He told her she was going to have a baby. That was like, what the heck? How can that happen? I'm a virgin. He was like, don't worry. It's God's child. It's not a man's child. And that was it. You know, he's going to be a king. He's a descendant of King David. His kingdom's never going to end. 
normal, absolutely normal. But when you think about it, this isn't, it's not normal. Um, this isn't possible. It's so ridiculous and so crazy that when you think about it, it has to be God. But so often we hear it and it just becomes a normal story. We don't think about how crazy that is. I wanna think about what Mary was actually being asked to do. She was a young woman engaged to Joseph. Now, back in those days, engagement wasn't like it is today where you can still get out of it if you want to before the wedding. Um, it was a legally binding commitment that could only be broken by divorce. And divorce wasn't common and it was actually a disgrace. It was shameful to you, the other person you're divorcing, and both of your families, and you'd be tarnished and sort of disgraced forever. And um, nowadays, if you were to have a baby before getting married, it wouldn't be that crazy. It, it happens more and more, we see it quite a lot. But back in those days, even if you didn't follow Jesus, even, oh, well, Jesus wasn't there yet. Even if you didn't follow God, you wouldn't want to have a baby before marriage. It just wasn't done. It was really, really important to be a virgin when you went into marriage. And it wasn't like a personal choice or, you know, a private thing between you and whoever else. It was a public, um, a family thing. It was about your family name. So you protected your family honour by remaining a virgin until marriage. And so a, a divorce would be a big disgrace. The consequences were much more severe than just risking judgment. An adulterous woman, someone who slept around outside of marriage, could actually be stoned to death. So what Mary was being asked to do was to risk everything, to risk her family and Joseph's family's disgrace their honour was being put at risk, to risk the fact that she might not even have a husband after this, which would mean no financial stability, no security in life. Um, she would then carry that disgrace and that tarnish for the rest of her life. And she could even be violently killed by having people throw stones at her. So quite a lot was being asked of Mary when the angel said this to her. Now you might be thinking, she didn't really have a choice. Gabriel just told her, this is what's gonna happen. And she was like, okay, great. But let's have a look at her reaction. So it says in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Another version, instead of the word servant, it's the word slave girl, which shows complete obedience. So Mary, even though she was probably absolutely terrified, she chose obedience to what God was asking of her. She was ready for the risk. Now she could have said, hold on a minute, Gabe. I wanna know how is this gonna happen? How's this gonna work? Are you gonna speak to Joseph beforehand and make sure he stays being my husband? Um, are my parents going to be told? Like, are you going to explain to them that this wasn't my fault? That, that I haven't slept around? This is the Lord's child? Are you going to um, tell people so that my reputation isn't tarnished? How am I supposed to bring up a child? Am I going to be the queen mother? Like, what is going to go on here? She could have asked all of these questions, but she didn't. 
So often in our lives when God asks us to do something, we wait. We don't just give obedience, but we wait because we want everything that follows to be explained to us first. A few weeks ago in Hannah's talk, she was saying about how often we, we want there to be a map and we want God to show us like you're going to go here to here, then down here, then up here, then round, then all the way over here, and then you'll get to here. We want God to show us all of these things, but more often than not, he just shows us the next step. And as we've seen in Mary, what he wants of us is complete obedience. There's a cheesy phrase which I really like that says faith is spelt R-I-S-K. And that is my question for you today. Are you ready for the risk? Mary was ready for the risk. Following Jesus is never a promise for an easy life. We are promised life to the full, life with God, but that isn't the same thing as having an easy life. When we surrender our lives to God, we are risking our reputation, we're risking what people think of us, especially when we make decisions to live as the Bible sets out, rather than the way that everyone else lives or the way our friends might agree. Um, we risk being left out of the group when instead of joining in with the gossip, we shut those conversations down. We risk not being invited back to the parties when we choose not to get drunk and make out with people when we're there. We risk our plans, our future ambitions, our life goals, because when we have a life that's surrendered to God, he isn't just a slice of the pie, he is the filling that goes inside and is part of every area of our lives. So instead of saying, Lord, here are all my plans for my life, feel free to fit into them. Can you imagine if Mary had done that? I'm, I'm not totally sure if she would have given birth to Jesus. No, what we are called to do is to say, Lord, here are my plans, here are my hopes, here are my dreams and my desires. Use them, shape me, mold me, guide me, change me, do with me and my plans what you will. And we risk not having a life that is exactly how we have planned it out to be. And are you ready for that risk? Mary did not plan to have this child before her wedding. She did not plan to give birth to the Son of God. But that's what God asked of her and she was ready for the risk. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but your plans for your life may not be God's plans for your life. And living a life that is surrendered to him, we risk allowing him to show us what he wants for our lives. We risk having to let go of the things that we want. Maybe they're big things like university or um, where we're gonna live or what job we're gonna have or maybe they're small things like how should we dress or how should we speak to people or how should we act when we're playing a sport. This doesn't mean that God wants to spoil your fun and give you a boring life. He wants what's best for you, but it does mean that we may have to take risks. Are you ready for that risk? This morning, what is God asking you to risk? Maybe there's a specific situation that you know you need to take more risks in. You need to stick your neck out in order for God to be glorified. 
maybe there's a situation where you haven't given God complete obedience. You haven't said, I'm your servant, let your word to me be done. Maybe you've just never actually surrendered your life to God before and this morning you want to do that. Or maybe there's something where you've been waiting for all the, all the steps on the map to be shown to you and today is confirmation that you just need to go for it, you just need to step out in obedience to God. I encourage you to get your notes up on your phone and write down the thing that you are going to risk or the, the way in which you're going to show complete obedience to God. Write that in your notes and then take a screenshot of this and set it as your lock screen so that you are reminded every day of this decision, this commitment, this surrender, this risk. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you want what's best for us. Thank you that you have a full life planned for us. And I thank you that even though um, following you and surrendering our lives to you, God, is a risk, you are worth it. Please help us, God, this week to, to really believe that and to... Um, Please help us, God, to, to be obedient to you, to be like Mary and to say, here I am, I'm your servant, your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.